friends, Stephanie here from the Realty Hub Ontario Brokerage. We just opened up our new brokerage in Ontario in August, so I'm so happy to be the broker of record there and be a part of this exciting new venture. So I am making this podcast today to talk about guarantors versus co-signers. Um, if you have been perhaps approached by somebody, maybe a family member or, um, you know, like a child to, to co-sign for your mortgage, I just want to let you know what the differences are between being a guarantor and a co-signer. There are many differences, so we're going to go through what you need to know. Um, basically, if you are a guarantor, you do not have any ownership of the property but you do assume the risk only for the liability. When you're a co-signer, you are a part owner of the property and you also do assume risk for the asset and liability. So with a guarantor, you're not listed on the property title, but with a co-signer, you are required to be listed on the title of the property. And then with both guarantors and co-signers, you are qualified by the lender and you are going to sign the mortgage agreement as well. So. Whether you have been asked to act as a guarantor or a co-signer, um, one thing is is clear in both of those things, that you are promising to pay somebody's debts if they can't or if they don't or if they won't. So you are never obligated to co-sign for anybody. But if you are thinking about it, um, I'm going to go through some responsibilities, rights, obligations of acting as a co-signer or a guarantor. So the biggest difference between um, a co-signer or a guarantor is that a co-signer has both rights and responsibilities. So when you're co-signing a loan, you are being registered on title. So you do own part of the property and you also become responsible for the debt. So in some ways, being a co-signer, you are better able to protect your interest, you know, take some action if you have to make mortgage payments regularly in lieu of the person that you co-signed for. Whereas guarantors, um, they're... They like guarantee repayment of the debt, but they don't own a portion of the property. So if you're a guarantor, you can definitely still take the steps to try and secure repayment from the party that you co-signed for, but the remedies aren't as readily available or as clear cut um, for co-signers. So I just want to go through some do's and don'ts of co-signing because the lender isn't asking for your guarantee without cause. So before you agree to, you know, sign on the dotted line, um, that there are some things that you should consider and some questions that you should definitely ask. So you are going to want to ask why the borrower can't qualify without you, right? Do they have poor credit or um, poor repayment trends? Do they have an inadequate income? Um, Is there like a lack of job stability there? So ask why they can't qualify without you. The other thing you should do is ask what the exit strategy is. So know how long the borrowers need you for, right? How long they plan to um, afford the mortgage upon the renewal of the term. So it's pretty key to know how long you're going to need to be part of their solution, right? And like, what if rates increase in that time? What if home prices decrease? What if the borrower leaves their job um, or like goes on mat leave or something? So definitely ask them what their exit strategy is just so you know what to expect down the road. The other thing you're going to want to do is get a lawyer, um, seek independent legal advice. 
Um, it is also probably a good idea to talk to your mortgage broker, talk to your financial planner, see if um, co-signing or guaranteeing this mortgage is going to impact your finances. Because let's face it, like in a couple years, you might be thinking about investing your money in something and this might affect your qualifying power. So talk to a lawyer, talk to your mortgage broker, talk to a financial planner. The other thing you should do is um, insist that the borrowers purchase and keep life and disability insurance, um, at least for the full length of the amortization. Um, The amortization is the time to repay the entire mortgage. Of course, if something happens to them, you want to make sure that um, you're covered there. So definitely insist that whoever you're co-signing for has um, life and disability insurance. The other thing you're going to want to do is understand the legal and tax and estate implications, right? So your income and assets and property are all potentially at risk if this borrower defaults. So you need to know that. The other thing you should do is understand capital gains and other income tax effects, right? So this will not be your primary residence, but you might be an owner, right? If you're a co-signer, then you are going to be on title as an owner. And if the borrower sells, then there could be some taxes for you and for your estate. So you're going to want to underground, uh, understand those capital gains taxes and, and some other income tax effects that, that might have. Um, also, make sure that everyone has new and updated wills, right? Including how this specific property is going to be treated in the event of a death. Um, and then the last thing you're going to want to do is drop a trust agreement. So in that trust agreement, include responsibilities and rights and even tax implications and um, like beneficial interests for each party. So talk to a lawyer to drop up a trust agreement. Talk to me if you want to talk about a trust agreement. Um, and then you can register that on title as well. Now, let's go through some don'ts in what not to do when you are co-signing for somebody or guaranteeing somebody's mortgage. Don't just take anyone's word for it. I don't care if they're like your mom, everything is going to be okay. Or, you know, the bank is just taking precautions. These words are not, um, like just don't take their word for it. Lenders approve borrowers who qualify. So you, again, just want to be sure that you understand why they don't qualify, right? So just don't take their word for it. Um, You can, like, don't agree to co-sign or guarantees anyone mortgage without examining your own finances, right? So on paper, you may be able to afford the payment, but what happens to your income or assets or liquidity and lifestyle if you have to start making these payments, right? So the other thing not to do is co-sign if you cannot bear the thought of having to take steps to protect your finances, right? So if you can't imagine having to do what's necessary to cover your money, to recover that money that um, you might spend on on those mortgage payments that they can't afford, then, um, you know, like forcing the borrower to sell, then being co-signer just might not be for you and that's okay. You also don't want to overlook the impact that this will have on your own credit and real estate portfolio. So if you're an investor or a small rental owner, or even if you're just considering purchasing a cottage or new car in the future, right, or investing in something else, know what the potential implications of carrying this other mortgage are um, just on your own ability to secure credit for your own needs. So check out your own real estate portfolio for sure. 
Um, of course, if you have any questions, um, talk to me. I can put you in touch with a great mortgage broker that can answer um, some questions in depth about being a co-signer or a guarantor for somebody's mortgage. This is becoming so popular because home prices are just so unaffordable. So people need help, especially those first-time home buyers. They need help. So again, nobody is making you co-sign or guarantee, but if you are considering it, then you need to know how it's going to affect you. So anyways, I hope that helps a little bit. And of course, if you have any questions, reach out stephanie at therealtodeal.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. And let me know if you have any questions about real estate in Ontario. Cheers. Thank you.